Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Artist Academy advanced student Meg Wagler. Meg has been a student for several months and just recently has taken the leap out of her comfy 9-to-5 position working for another company as an illustrator and into the independent contractor life of a muralist. I first met Meg about six months ago or so when she reached out and asked to meet up and then asked to shadow me on the job for a day. I, of course, said yes and brought her on the job with me to teach her everything I knew about setting up for a mural because she had just gotten her first mural gig and she wanted to be prepared. Meg isn't afraid to ask for what she wants, and if you take away anything from this interview, I want it to be that. Meg is transitioning into a full-time muralist right now, and a big reason for that is because she had the courage to ask for what she wanted, and now she's getting it. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Meg Wagler. I just wanted to get you on here because you just went full-time in your art business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. So November 1st, who is that? It's... um... I'm finishing out the year uh, with um, the company that I'm with to kind of help plan for um, yeah. for next year in 2020 and, and kind of just keeping that relationship with the clients and things. So um, um, we're doing that. And then, yeah, it's um, transitioning into full time. And then, like, it is it's real. It's 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 time so it's time yeah I think that's so relatable too to a lot of people who are just kind of going through that and man just like the audio on on Instagram is way better than on Facebook yeah <laughs> I know this is great there there's no lag or anything so this is this is going to be a uh, uh, like a more um 
full-time thing, I guess you could say. Okay. So anyway, um, so I'm going to ask you a couple of the different questions that we always ask full-time professional artists, which you are, which you have, really, you have been for a while. Like as you have a job as an illustrator, um, right? That's what it was. Or yeah, well, I'm a basically, um, since I'm a, about a decade long designer, art director, illustrator, just to, you know, like I've had different roles along the way. Um, yeah. But it's always been for someone else, like for an agency or for a company, like as an in-house designer, or um, I've freelanced like a- along the way and done a little bit here and there. Um, but I, I've never successfully just committed to only freelance. Um, and on- And so this is like, Finally, I feel like all of the paths are aligning so that it, it it's like everything has kind of led to this point. So mm-hmm. it'll be really yeah. great. Yeah. So it's almost, it's a more natural transition rather than someone coming out of like a job working for a car dealership or something. I don't know. I just made yeah. that up. <laughs> but yeah. 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 And I always tell people, I'm like, you have a lot of the business experience. Like, you know, cause you work with brands. So you know how to make a brand. Like, you know, you knew how to make yourself stand out. Uh, whereas a lot of people, it's hard to put their finger on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your background um, besides the jobs and stuff you're coming from? Like when did you first get into art? And then uh, I guess and actually my first question to everybody is what is the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? And you're kind of going through that kind of. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess, so the history, like I said, is, um, I've always known that I, you know, I got an art degree. Um, it's a bachelor, bachelor's of fine art, um, with an emphasis on graphic design and illustration. And I did that in college because I just, um, that was like when it was still called digital art, it wasn't graphic design, you know, so it was one of the projected, like, you're going to make money doing that. You know, it was an easy way to monetize it versus like becoming an, you know, it was scary to be a fine artist because that meant you weren't going to make money, you know, or it was going to be starving artists mentality. So I went that way. And then over time, um, I just kind of started to get, it's, it's very commercial. You're working with a lot of brands and for companies. And, um, I just kind of gradually, shifted away from that. And then I wanted to get more back, back into painting. And, um, my husband's also an artist, so we kind of thrive off of each other and, um, like to do projects together and things like that. So we bought a letterpress. Um, and that was kind of this revival of like working with our hands and feeling really, um, excited to create something. And then from there is kind of after um, when I wanted to start getting back into painting and when I reached out to you and just kind of um, started to define what the next 10 years looks like for me. And for me, it was, that was kind of the tipping point of like, I don't know if I can say that in 10 years, I want to be a creative director. Like I, I thought that I would, you know, I, I all of a sudden was like, I don't know if that's it, you know? So once I started painting again, I was like, Oh, this is it. (laughs) This feels right. (laughs) So. Yeah. Awesome. I love hearing that too. Yeah. And I think everybody, I think I was talking to Emily a couple, like it was months ago and she said something like usually like every four years people hit a peak and then they pivot. And then, mm-hmm. so like it, it, it kind of goes like this four years and then you go up and then you go 
uh, you get like complacent or something and then you just kind of want to like shake things up a little bit and so you like kind of do something else and then you hit that Um, I feel like I'm kind of getting I'm almost getting there with murals too I'm like I don't know how if my back can handle this forever (laughs) you know Um, okay that's amazing okay so we're gonna get into the next question Uh, what makes up your typical work day how many hours do you usually spend painting Oh my gosh. So this is really variable right now, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. and this is, this is part of the like true tipping point of when I had to go to my current boss and say, I can't do this. You know, I mean, it was affecting my work there because I was exhausted because I was booking murals like every weekend and on the evenings and, um, and I was doing commission paintings and also illustration commissions Um, and I have two kids and, you know, working full time. And so I was literally from like waking up early, working in the mornings, going to work all day and then coming home and working until midnight and then doing it all over again. And so it was like, um, I kind of told myself, I'm like, it's okay. It's just temporary until, you know, like until I get to a certain point, but then I wouldn't actually let myself get to that point. You know, like I just kind of let it keep going. Um, so I finally just had this day of probably of like exhaustion and I was like, okay, this has got to, um, (laughs) got to stop. So now, and as I'm making my business plan start, you know, um, I'm wait, I'm actually waiting to officially establish my LLC until, um, the first of the year just for like an even tax break. Um, and so as I'm building up my business plan and scheduling out, like trying to build retainer clients and, um, schedule things out a bit, um, my, I'm going from like 16 hour days to like eight hour days, which is (laughs) crazy. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And it, you know, obviously it'll, it'll need to be flexible, but ideally it'll be, um, my business model will be a little bit different. Like you said, since I have um, experience in illustration and design and branding, um, I'm going to ha- keep that vertical as part of my business. So um, I'll yeah. still take on some um, of those clients um, that I really want to work with. Um, and so my weeks will be split kind of 50-50. So 50 um, in design and branding and then 50 in illustration or uh, muraling and and painting so fun yeah <laughs> that's so exciting too because I remember when I first met you and you were coming on and just being like hey can I um just like observe and I was like yeah and I thought that was so cool because uh not a lot of people will just ask and you were one that will that would ask and the more like when you came and helped me on and I showed you like, Hey, this is how you set up your area and stuff. And now look at you. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you came and helped me, I remember you were saying something about how you've like reached out to a lot of people. And I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, this girl is gonna, she's going to make it. Cause it's, it's really, <laughs> it's just that it's just asking, like getting, yeah. getting someone that will go out and ask to job shadow or ask someone, Hey, do you have any, like thing that I can do for you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. that little thing of like using that courage to just like go out and ask. And yeah, yeah you're able to do that. And it's very, a very short time. Cause like we just met and I think you came out in like May or something. 
I think and, that um, I think that crave it was or it was the cookie dough place, and it was in like March because it was still pretty cold. Okay, but March. yeah, it was. I mean, it was spring. It was like yeah. Some, Recent. some import. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that was like six months ago, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just for, for podcast listeners that are like not knowing what month it is, it's like November right now. So, yeah, that's a little over six months ago. And you now, it's just so fun to see like you in the beginning to now you're like, you know, part of your income is murals. Yeah, so, I was yeah. just laughing out loud um, to myself on Tuesday after we had that, like, complete fail of trying to <laughs> um, do it on Facebook. But yeah. I was just thinking about how when I came in, and I remember you, like, holding the brush a certain way on the wall, and you just had this, like, super crisp line. And I was like, oh, my God, how did you do this? <laughs> you know, and then so I just, and I told you, I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to work on this on my lines. And then I did. I just took a canvas and, like, it, I think I still have it over here, but it's just line after line and, like, curves and curves. And I think that is just kind of how I operate is if I know that I, if I, like, see someone else really successful and I want to do that thing, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to figure it out, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th we're, we're very similar in a lot of ways. And that's one of them. It's like, okay, if I see someone else able to make money at doing something or able mm -hmm. to do something, I'm like, okay, I can too. Like all I needed to see was someone else do it, you know, just yeah. like you. Um, is there one thing you don't like to paint without? Um, so I'm still, I'm still, I think, trying to, um, test different things out. And I actually, so I, um, asked, I reached out and asked, um, for a sponsorship from, um, an art supply company. And they were like, yes, um, sure. We will <gasps> send you amazing. these. Yeah. Um, it, again, it's just like the power of asking. And I mean, I've been turned down plenty of times. Like, don't let me <laughs> give you any grand illusions of, <laughs> um, always being successful with that, but they were very gracious and they sent me, um, actually I, last night when I, um, painted, um, that Christmas scene, I used these brushes for the first time and they were, it was like life changing. I was like, this handle is so ergonomical and, um, <laughs> it, the, the bristles bent the way that I wanted them to and the lines were crisp. And I was like, why have I not bought this before? And then I looked at how much it would typically cost. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's why. <laughs> what, what brand is it? Um, I think it's just called the mural works. They're like big purple, um, handles. They're like a foot long. It's, I'll have to show you, uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up and, and let the artist Academy group know. Um, cause they're like now my favorite brush ever. So, yeah. um, but yeah, they're, I'll, they're all, they're all purple and they mm -hmm. have, so they all have super long handles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that would come in handy, like doing big things. So you can just have a lot of, a lot to work with. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. not good for, like, small detail, but normally it's just my personal style is I, I paint with a lot of really broad, bold sweeps of color, um, mm -hmm. and so it's it's perfect for me. So those right now are are my favorite thing. Awesome. So cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to see what those are and what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you just mentioned, uh, yeah, you see you completed that window painting job last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and yeah. again, that was one of those things I, like, did 
after I, I worked all day and then I like went to go, um, to do it, but it I mean, it was, it was really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And for, for, for anybody listening, so, um, I made a post online to, to try to get window, window painting jobs for the artist Academy people. And so I gave this one to you and you went out there and you did it in the rain. Is what Shelby yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. Which, uh, so I texted Shelby this morning. I was like, Hey, how'd it go? And she's like, it was amazing. Um, she's so sweet. And she even painted in the rain and said it was no big deal. Cause it had a little cover <laughs> cover over yeah. it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's seriously, and this is why I think I've been able to survive for so long on like overdrive is because painting is like therapy for me. It's so relaxing. And then plus the rain, I was just like, this is amazing. How, you know, and it wasn't that cold. So it was like actually really enjoyable. Um, and it just probably gave me like brownie points that I was like willing to, to do it, but it actually was really great. Yeah, that actually, yeah, now that you say that, painting, like, with the rain sound, okay, that would be pretty therapeutic. And how amazing is that? Like, just to talk about that, I say this all the time, like, we have the best job in the world. Like, really, yeah. I feel like it's so therapeutic. And I think you you mentioned that when we were painting together at one point, too, and you, you kind of remind me, because I've been doing it for so long, so I'm like, it's almost, like, turned into work more so. Mm -hmm. And so when someone comes along and they're like, oh, this is so therapeutic, I'm like, you know what, you're right. I need to, mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. just think of it like that and yeah and just getting to listen to podcasts all day and to learn is just how amazing is that like yeah. we have the best job in the world <laughs> yeah okay it's really great yeah um are there any art lessons you learned the hard way so far yeah my first solo mural um down in dallas was also my first traveling mural um and i I thought, I mean, I'm a pretty good planner, you know, so I thought I had all of it buttoned up. And um, luckily, I had a really casual relationship with the person I was painting for. So I felt comfortable asking him to um, kind of help navigate the like the local paint stores and which one would make the most sense on the way back from the airport, because it was a pretty tight timeline. Like it was it was like, okay, I show up on um, Friday and I'll prep and then Saturday starts painting and it was two full days of paint and then a wrap up day. Um, but it was a 36 by 24 wall and it was full coverage. So it was like, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> and it was um, pretty high detail. And I was just, because I was so excited and ambitious and I was like, oh, I can totally do this. It's, you know. <laughs> Um, I was way too ambitious, uh, and because I was traveling, I didn't really have, like, oh, let me run to Hobby Lobby real quick, or, oh, I just need to get this out of my studio. You know, like, I only had what I had, yeah. um, and so the rollers that I got ended up not working on the drywall. The, you know, like, it wouldn't, the, the paint wouldn't catch, and so I ended up having to brush the entire thing, like, even a big... <laughs> color portions and so I was like I mean I was still so excited to do it and I was in such a good mood and so I was like it's fine everything's fine you know but I, I literally didn't sleep the last night I stayed up all night because my flight was leaving the next day so I had to make sure you know it was it was ready so um I just didn't sleep and I remember getting on the plane and just like totally sinking into the seat and I fall asleep for the entire flight back it was so funny <laughs> but yeah, next time I will make sure I um, plan a little bit more time for like, if I have to, you know, have to change anything. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think every artist will uh, sympathize with that too, especially <laughs> especially with murals too. Like they're so big, and you're like, you walk up to a wall, you're like, yeah, sure, like I can get this done. And then, oh gosh, there's so many times that I've been like, I've just worked on the weekend because. But yeah, in your case, yeah. you literally couldn't. So yeah, that's definitely a lesson learned the hard way. But something yeah. to like laugh at, you know, like especially a year from now. Like <laughs> it is. It was. Um, I was. It is ridiculous how much I thought I could get done. I mean, it is comical, but it, um, luckily again, like I had a, I have, he's a friend and he understood and he, um, I mean, he lo- it ended up turning out okay. Um, and working out and he loves the art. So like all of that is great. Um, it was just such a, um, sprint to get it done. So always add more time. That's what I'm learning is like, I always yeah. think I can get it done faster than I do. Yeah, same. And I think that'll sure. kind of come with, with uh, just more practice, too. You know, like, I think Christine uh, down in Branson, she has said, like, with every mural, I get faster and faster. And it doesn't mean, I'm, you know, she's blowing through it or anything, but it's just is that it's literally muscle memory. It's like, you know, once you know you have crisp lines or you have these motions that you, you get um, easier, more manageable, I think. For sure, for sure. Um, do you have, I guess, so um, usually when we ask this question, do you have a favorite past project? Um, do you have a favorite past project? Is that Dallas one your favorite one? Or what um, do you think? I think the Dallas one was really um, fun, but because of how uh, how much work I had to cram in, it made it a little more stressful than, than you know, I mean, than what I would have wanted. Um, and plus, I just kind of wanted to visit while I was there and I didn't get to. So I was kind of bummed about that. Um, but I think, um, doing, uh, at project in Branson, a few, um, weekends ago was, it was a park beautification effort. Um, and so the, um, the arts group there, um, and Christine put together this, um, seven artists, group um and we all split this giant retainer wall and did our own um it was just free concept and so um and it was this really pretty space and the weather was really beautiful and people were walking by and were like so excited about it because it was a it was a area of the park that just hadn't gotten a lot of attention and that Mm -hmm. was the first time that i've um painted in an environment like that and it was just really really pretty and kind of it just kind of sparked all these ideas for like, Oh, what can I do with parks board? And how can I like get some more installments out on the greenways? Cause I love, you know, I'm a runner. So I run on all these trails that are going underneath these like boring concrete underpasses. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I could totally, you know, I could work, you know, I could do something like that and, and do it around the city. And I think it would be really cool to kind of incorporate these urban art elements and so it just got my brain going and got me really excited and I had so much fun doing it and it was really yeah so cool yeah and I love that you guys did that together too it's such a it's so much more fun when you do a project with other artists you know yeah and I always forget that too and I'm like all by myself and I'll work with someone for a change and I'm like oh yeah this is kind of nice to talk to someone instead of stare at a wall all day by yourself yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's, um, b- pros and cons to both, I guess, because I realized yeah. during that whole thing, I was, I probably could have gotten done a lot <laughs> faster, but I was chatting and like, but it was, I mean, that's great too. You know, it was great to collaborate and just be in the presence of people who know what it's like, and you know, just kind of 
like-minded people. It's really great. Yeah, for sure. I love your guys' project up there. Every, all of your guys' different bays area it looks so different, but it looks very well done. It, it looks like you guys didn't rush it, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What are your future art plans and goals? We've kind of went over this a little bit, but what are your upcoming projects? So you, uh, you just worked on a bus too. You just painted a bus. Let's talk a little bit about that and what else you have planned on. Yeah. So I actually, I split the bus between fall and spring. Um, so I did one, um, the side and the back, um, this fall. And then in the spring, I'll go back and do, um, the front and the other side. And is a like runner up for my favorite project because it is such a cool um, idea. They had renovated this old school bus to be a learning play area for kids. And so the inside of it is gutted and it has like books and games and play space. And um, it has the, you know, like rainbow curtains. And it's just like the cool, like I wish I had it as a kid. It's so cool. <laughs> um, and like what awesome humans and parents to do that because it's just like it's such a cool thing and so they have it um they wanted to paint on the outside and they legally I don't know if you're you know it's kind of a I don't think it's a fad but it's a thing right now for schoolies is what it's called where people renovate these buses and then they live in them and they're like basically RVs that people take around and little tiny homes um and I didn't realize it was such a thing but it is and um you have to, there are certain laws you have to abide by and it's kind of state and federally regulated. So like you can't have it be yellow or you can't, if you're driving it around mm. and it's not an operable school bus. Mm. Um, and you know, just like they can't have like, they need the reflectors, but they can't have certain lights on it or, you know, there are just different things. And so, um, that's when they started thinking about painting it and, um, they just reach out and asked and, um, it was definitely the most technically like technical prep I've ever had to do. Cause I've never painted a vehicle before. And obviously yeah. like there were some rust spots. And so we had to sand it and pre-wash with acetone and like, um, you know, uh, it's, it took, it's just a lot of surface area. Um, yeah. and so it took a really long time and it happened to be pretty chilly whenever I was painting so the dry time was really long <laughs> so um it just like I felt like it was dragging out forever but it's so fun um and so yeah I'll go back and do that in the spring um and finish it up and I'm really excited for that um that aspect um what kind of paint did you use since they aren't going to be driving it a lot um because I, I talked to Seminole, um, and they said, well, if, if it's not driving um, regularly, then you don't need automotive paint. And I really, honestly, at this point, don't feel comfortable using a sprayer yet. Like, I haven't yeah. practiced enough to say, like, yeah, sure, I can paint this bus by myself. Um, yeah. So I just use, like, Rust-Oleum and, um, like, um, outdoor enamel paint, and it worked just fine. So, so, like, a, an enamel paint, like, oil or acrylic? It was acrylic. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, it, yeah, and it worked out just fine. And actually, so I got another sponsorship for that mural for, from um, um, Dayglow Paints, and they do the fluorescent hues, and they're so cool. Um, and so I just, it was a really fun 
exploration with, because I, I never really paint with fluorescence, or I haven't yet. Um, but I really love bright colors. And so I was just like, why have I not done this? It's so pretty. And I was just like, so excited, like a, like a kid the whole time I was painting. I'm like, look at the bright, bright colors. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So uh, with the Dago, did you reach out to them and ask? Yeah, yeah, it was another, I mean, yeah. <laughs> things happened. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and they were also really kind. They were like, love your stuff. And like, you know, here, take it. Like, I'm sure that there are, you know, I'm sure that they have limits of what they're able to, to do, but they were very gracious and provide, yeah. you know, I just said like, here are the colors I'm wanting to use. And they sent me a few gallons and a few pints and it was just really, um, like, it's, it's really good paint. Like it's really great. So, um, I'm trying to look for another place to use, to use what I have left. So it'll yeah. be fun. Amazing. And then, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I, I was just trying to recall what question we were on and I realized I started rambling, but, um, no, another okay. project, um, I have in the spring is to, I'm really excited about on the illustration side is to, uh, design some apparel for thunder pants. Have you ever heard of them? Uh -uh. Um, they're, it's like an underwear, uh, it's kind of, it's like a body positive underwear bra, um, apparel company out of Portland. So, um, I'm really excited to do some, some work for them. I've been wanting to break into apparel design, uh, not design, um, but just pattern design for apparel. So I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like one of those things that, that I was like, Hmm. <laughs> what do I find interesting that, you know, that I really want to break into? And, and that's kind of that going back to that vertical, like having the illustration vertical in my business and then also having painting and muraling is just because I, I think I'm very much so like what Emily was saying is like, I need that variety. And I think you get that out of painting because every job is so different. Um, yeah. And maybe that'll fluctuate over time because I'm, you know, this is just like, forethought you know <laughs> but, yeah for sure yeah I feel like our brains are always like firing like what about this what about that mm -hmm. what about, like, yeah um, yeah actually as you were talking I was like yeah you'd be a great candidate to do like li like licensing like illustrations kind of a thing yeah. Uh, yeah. we just had uh Jenna Rainey was last week's art talk yeah. and yeah. she is just a badass and she does she actually got a, an art agent or like an illustration agent, something like that. And so her agent gets a lot of jobs for her and like helps her mm -hmm. negotiate contracts and stuff. And she got into like staples and all these different things because she got an agent. I was like, whoa, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so that's something that would be kind of cool that I could yeah. kind of see you getting into maybe. Yeah, that's actually, so that's on my list. Um, w once my LLC is established um, yeah. to... And agents are tricky. The illustration field is so um, is so dense and competitive, and because and I mean in, in the best way, you know, it's not. Yeah. Um, it, there's so much inspiration to draw from, and so many people need different styles. And there's definitely work there, and it can it's manageable. But if you are not good at asking, <laughs> and if you're not good at putting yourself out there, then you won't. You just won't get seen, you know, because. Yeah. Um, it just, there's too many of us. And so, um, with, with agents, 
they have people apply to like hundreds of people apply to these agencies all the time, like represent me, please. You know, and um, if you don't have like a seriously unique style um, and, and, and actually that varies by agency. So like sometimes people only want to represent like kind of a, a general style. Um, and then some people want to have a bunch of illustrators that have all kinds of different styles so that they can get different work. And, and so it ends up being a lot of research. And I was just talking to, um, another artist because one of the things that I've been doing over the last month since I've said like, okay, I'm, I'm making the switch is I've just started calling and setting up like basically mentorship calls with like everyone that I know that is an artist and said like, how do you do it? <laughs> like, um, what can I learn from you? And, you know, um, I was talking with Carly Barton who runs Clementine studio up in Chicago. She was just talking about how this is the first time after five years, she finally got an agent, but, um, it takes a long time to get established and it's so much research to, to figure out which ones make sense for you. And, um, it's ends up being this big deal, but yeah, once you get one and like, if it's like the right fit, um, it just takes off. Like, it's so nice because then a lot of what a lot of artists don't excel in is networking and being extroverted and like going up to businesses and asking for work and, you know, so it's super helpful and something that I don't know if it's right for me exactly right now, but it's yeah. something that, yeah, over time I might consider just to kind of alleviate the hustle part of it, you know, cause that part gets, you know, as you know, it takes up so much time even to just keep up with social media. But then like once you're cold calling or setting up these meetings and like following up on emails and like the sales part of it is a whole other job, you know? So once you carve out time for marketing and you carve out time for sales, there's like this little slice of time left for art. And you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, why do I, <laughs> Why don't I have yeah. time for this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this year especially, I was like, I'm doing a lot of not painting, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, so I just kind of recently have been, like, scheduling days where I just paint for what I want to paint, you know? So, yeah, yeah I, to I totally get it. Yeah, and as you were talking, I was like, I don't know that you really need an art agent, too, because you, you don't mind going up and asking. Or if you do, you just do it anyway. So. Yeah. 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 So I'm not always comfortable, but I, I just do it. But yeah, I think, um, maybe if I get tired of doing that or, you know, maybe then an agent makes more sense. But right now I have so much, I'm like hungry, like I want to go do it, you know? So I yeah. am just riding the momentum and, and I think, you know, I'll just go for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a bunch of comments come in on the bottom here, and I usually can't really read them because they, like, kind of go, go, go. But one person, like, five oh. comments ago said, Meg rocks. And so oh, I just wanted so to nice. tell you that one. I know. I was like, that's so cute. Um, let's see. Oh, Christine's on here. Hi. She says, my two oh. favorite artists. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I was just talking about you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So uh, there's one last question, and I think I might know your answer, but uh, what is there any advice that you would give to artists who want to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start? Yeah, and I just saw a comment come through that says, hey, I'm really bad at drawing. How do I start? <laughs> um, Perfect. So I have two, it's, I have two answers. Um, one is 
what we have been talking about. And that is just asking, like, go if, if there's anyone. So like I, I, for everybody else out there, I did not know Andrea before. Um, I just sent her, I like cold called her and said, (laughs) Hey, I'm a creep. I know that you are here in Springfield and, um, this is a goal I have. Are you available? Can I meet you? Can I bring you coffee or, you know, like whatever, like, how can I, um, how can I learn from you? And, um, and it jumped off from there and like with sponsorships and getting supplies that I wouldn't have otherwise made an effort to afford or, you know, um, asking for those. And the, um, the first illustration job I got with, um, Ovi, who is a, a brand that, um, focuses on women's health and they really, it just aligns with a lot of my, my values. Um, and I just reached out to them and then that led to a job with another, um, with Nadia Akimoto, who is, who leads the period movement. And then that led to a job, um, over in the UK, which got me, um, noticed by a guy who's starting a creative movement and got me in a gallery in Stockholm and then in Paris. And so it just started like all because I just asked, you know, and these things just kind of trickle and domino. And this was like literally a few years ago, I was working in pantyhose and slacks at an accounting firm, you know, like I hated going to work. I was an in-house designer and I was like building these lame ass ads for rich people, you know, and I was just like, just like so angry every day. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, why not me? Like, I know I'm better than this. I know that I have this talent and this drive. Like, why am I sitting here? Um, And it was that, like, four-year lull period, you know, you're talking about where I'm just, like, found myself waking up every day. And so that's when it really started to change. And um, I didn't know exactly what it looked like then, but I knew that something had to change. And so I just started making steps to, like, okay, maybe if I – try a different role or maybe if I get back into painting or we bought the letterpress or just like trying different things on and maybe you're not good at drawing. And so try it, like sit down and, and just like I did with with those crisp lines, like I sucked really bad at trying to get a line on calligraphy um, until I sat down for an hour and I just went, you know, just muscle memory and went over it. And the other, the second part to that, I still go, so Aaron Draplin is a designer out of Portland and he, and the design world is, um, very well known. Like he, you know, he's kind of self-made and he's irreverent and, um, you know, humorous and just kind of like, he just, he's like this big lovable guy and he's a great designer and, but he, he just hustles. Like it's just him operating and he came up with field notes and, um, does all this great work. And, and I've seen him speak a few times at how, and then he came to Springfield, um, once and I had the pleasure of kind of getting to chat with him and it's always he and I've kept up with him a bit on uh you know over time and I went to him and and asked like this was two years ago whenever I was considering going to freelance um but I just wasn't I wasn't ready like there was something that was like I don't know I can't do it um and I asked him you know what is the magic sauce like how like how do you make it from nothing? What do you do? You just know, tell, tell me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you just have to do the work. Like, just do work. And he just, like, bolded that and just, like, repeated it several times. He's like, just work. And he's like, don't talk about work. Don't dream about work. Don't, you know, like, wait until, like, it's at a perfect moment. 
just sit down, carve out an hour a day and just drop or whatever it is to you, if it's paint or whatever. And I roll my eyes and I was like, oh, whatever. Um, but then I did it. So that's, um, I literally carved out an hour every evening and I just started sketching and I was really rusty because I had been working in an accounting firm at a computer and, you know, um, but it started to feel good and it started to come together. And then now I'm here, you know, so it just, you just have to do it. You have to ask, you have to do, you have to be actionable. You can't, you know, I always compare it to like, the people who save a lot of recipes on Pinterest, but then like never make them. <laughs> so your, your Pinterest board is like full of these delicious recipes, but you're still eating like Kraft mac and cheese, you know? So like, just, <laughs> just do it. Like take the time, go to the grocery store and get what you need, you know? So like set yourself up for success in that way. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And someone just commented, um, I am older and fear kept me back, but want to break through. I've never seen a talk like this. Very interesting. Whoop. Oh, okay, I love both of your work. Thanks for sharing. Oh, I think that's Aww. a good, that's such a good comment. Thanks for leaving that, Heather. You know what, um, Heather? It, Heather's your name. If you don't know, um, Lisa Cogden is one of my like major idols in the illustration world, and she didn't start. Um, she didn't even start art until she was thirty-nine. Like she didn't do art, and now she's one of the most well-known female visual artists and illustrators in our industry. And she is like a total rock star um, and very successful, like almost too busy. You know, I mean, like she is like busy, busy, busy. Um, and I've heard her the, name. Like that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Not the busy always equates to good, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. she is very successful and um, she's, and I, my husband and I always talk about Morgan Freeman. So he didn't even start acting until he was in his forties. So never feel like all, all that to say, just, you know, yeah. It, uh, it's not too late until you're dead is what um, we always say. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. I love it. You actually inspired me, and now I don't want to go to bed. I want to just paint and work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Good. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, and, yeah, I'm so glad we got into work, even though Facebook was not cooperating a couple days ago. But Instagram saved the day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, sure. Also, um, what's your availability like in the next couple of weeks? Because uh, I just got another window painting job uh, just today. I was going to see if you were available. Uh, we're actually kind of running out of really nice days, but I know. Gosh, uh, yeah. let me check in. I'll just um, I'll follow up with you um, okay. after this, and um, maybe just yeah. see kind of what what days are like. But yeah, that would be great. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's it. I will talk to you later. Have a good night. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.